0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the m M&M Hockey Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Alex Metzger, along with me is my co-host, Chase McCallum. And today we are breaking down the top 20 goalies in the league. But before we do that, we got a couple pieces of news to touch on uh, that are very noteworthy. We're going to start with the smallest one because it's going to be easily the quickest, and that's Matt Dumba. One-year deal with the Arizona Coyotes of all teams. $3.9 million AAV. Pretty clear the market did not... Uh, factor in as Dumba thought it was going to this offseason he was definitely looking for a multi-year deal I think is very widely reported with some term uh, but the 28 year old signs a one-year deal like we've seen a bunch of others do this year and is going to try and cash in next year when the cap goes up a little bit and to be honest I don't hate this fit from either side you know Arizona gets a legitimate defenseman especially on the right side which they were really really lacking Uh and they'll Almost guaranteed, flip him at the deadline. Uh, and Dumba gets to go to a place where even if he plays poorly, he can blame it on his team and probably keep his value up as much as possible, to be completely honest.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. You can just sign second round picks at the deadline like that. eh?
0: yeah, I mean, it's uh good on Arizona for actually taking uh, advantage of it. Not that they need more picks, but uh, that you can always take them because they will help down the road. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think there's much to, to say here. It's uh, you know obviously for Dumba, not what he wanted, he probably would have been rathering something like a six by six, seven by seven in that range. But uh, for a one year deal, all things considered, not the bad, the worst landing spot. Get to go live in Arizona for most of your winter as well, and then hopefully get flipped to a contender. So, uh, the bigger deal that we definitely should talk about is Tom Wilson signing a seven year deal, 6.5 million dollars. It does not kick in until next year when he is 30 years old. This will sign him until he is 37. Um, this is, uh, I am not saying this lightly when I say this is probably the worst deal I can remember being signed in recent history.
1: Yeah. I kind of thought we were over deals like this, but, uh, no, I was wrong.
0: Yeah. Like I saw someone call this the Luchich 2.0 deal. And that is a very good fit. And, Like, the Lucic deal, yeah, he was overpaid by the end, but at least Lucic kind of carved out a niche for himself in Calgary for the last three seasons as, like, a very effective, like, almost underrated bottom six forward. Yeah, Tom Wilson has to do that just to make this not an absolute, complete disaster. And the fact that we are saying that a year and a half before it even kicks in probably isn't a good sign.
1: The fact that it's a year and a half out is so bad. And also, like... Lucic was a legitimately elite hockey player at one point in his career. So while it was always an absolutely awful contract and it was very, like, like it was easy to see it being a disaster coming, like, at least Lucic had kind of a peak to fall from that was legitimately great. We've never seen legitimately great Tom Wilson at any point ever in his entire career.
0: No, the closest we've gotten to that is just good player. Like, you know, he's got. It's weird because he's gone from overrated when he first came in to probably underrated by even analytics standards. I'd say when he he signed the deal, he's on in terms of. I remember, I you know, we we had when we looked at the five million dollar deal when he signed. We went that is absolutely insane and. I would say he's been worth around $5 million probably over this contract, but this contract spanned the literal peak of his career in terms of age. Uh, And now he is signing more AAV and he's been on the decline the past couple of years and was completely hurt last year as well to the point where he only got to play 30 something games. He plays a physical style that, uh, you know, I can't see getting better from an injury standpoint. So um, like it just, there's no, positive that I can pull from this from the team side of things
1: yeah it keeps Ovi happy I suppose I'm mean, gonna I guess that's why they did it like there's always some justifications when people sign like obviously terrible contracts and I tend not to buy them and like this one especially I get it keeping the band together while Ovi goes for the record and whatnot but surely in 2028 20, you might want to be competitive again, right?
0: That's the thing. It's like people keep going, well, it doesn't matter because they're going to be bad during the duration of this contract. It's like, well, if you're planning to be bad in eight years, you're doing something wrong, like regardless of the goal record
1: or not. If you're saying eight years from now, our entire franchise is a write-off. I have no idea what to say to you.
0: Yeah, like... Unless you like...
1: Because it was one... Maybe you could have the foresight when Crosby was like 33 to maybe forecast that, like, eight years from now is probably the sweet spot of being terrible. But, like, I hope he's not going to be here that much longer. No. and like, still right now, eight years from now, I don't know what to tell you.
0: Yeah, and and, because that's the other thing. I saw some people say, like, oh, he can be, like, the veteran for the next wave or whatever. It's like, okay, again, that's great maybe in four or five years, but in eight? Like, I, I don't know. Even in four years,
1: like... I don't know. Maybe, maybe Ryan Leonard because he's a power forward, which don't sign eight-year contracts because of one prospect. But like, maybe Wilson be able to teach Ryan Leonard something. But I don't know. I have a hard time believing Tom Wilson's going to be the one walking the next generation of Capitals forwards into being good.
0: Yeah, I think it's more like in the room or whatever that people were saying that. But but I mean, even in the room, again, like yeah, I don't like know. that's. And that's a lot of money. I like, I don't know. I, I understand intangibles are definitely worth something, you know, and we we can't quantify it. But seven million dollars is a lot of something, or six point yeah. five. Sorry.
1: Yeah, it's like a fifty million dollar contract. You can either get your intangibles cheaper, or you can get like Kopitar style intangibles, where sure you're overpaying, but at least there's like a seven and a half million dollar playing player underlying the ten million dollar contract kind of thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And my biggest pet peeve of the um, the week has been people classifying the Capitals in the same boat with the Penguins, which we're about to get to their move in a second, saying both these teams are trying to cling on to a playoff spot. It's like, no, no, no. The Pittsburgh Penguins have made giant steps to improve their team in every facet this offseason. The Washington Capitals just brought back their fifth best forward and have signed a couple fourth-line contracts and acquired a number 5D. Like, these two teams are not the same.
1: Yeah. Also, Sidney Crosby is genuinely elite at the most position, most important position in the sport. Like Crosby and Malkin are better centers than the Washington Capitals have by a significant margin at this point. Like the old dudes in Pittsburgh are able to keep it afloat to the point where they're still a potential contender. Ovi, Backstrom, Kuznetsov, Oshie are not that anymore.
0: No, it's yeah. So. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, but getting to the the move, the Pittsburgh Penguins move, uh, get made. Sorry, I'm flustered here. Eric Carlson, the reigning Norris winner is now a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins. This is some cruel fate as a sense fan watching Carlson and Spezza be members of the team that eliminated Ottawa four times in seven years. I think it was eight years, uh, in for the last eight times they made the playoffs basically, uh, this has got to be one of the biggest trades I can remember as well in recent history. To be completely honest with you, from the NHL standpoint, like this is this was a big big deal. Montreal jumps in as a third team. I, I'll break down the trade here. So to Montreal, they come in and get Jeff Petrie. Petrie has one point five six two retained, so twenty five percent. Petrie has two years left, I believe, on his contract. So Pittsburgh holds on to one point five six two for two more years. Casey DeSmith also goes to Montreal one point eight. Uh, They get a 2025 second round pick from Pittsburgh for their trouble. Uh, They send Mike Hoffman and his $4.5 million salary this year to San Jose. San Jose also gets Mikel Granlin from Pittsburgh and that disaster of a contract, $5 million AV for, again, I believe two years. Yan Ruta's $2.75 million. They get a 2024 first round pick, top 10 protected, and then two... Pittsburgh, they get Eric Carlson, a 2026 third round pick from San Jose and Rem Pitlick from Montreal. Let's start with, I think the easiest side of this, and this is Montreal jumping in as a third team broker to make the cap work here. Um, They basically bought a draft pick, which I have no problems with them doing. Uh, It is almost a guarantee. They're going to flip Jeff Petrie either before the season, if not into the season and retaining on Petrie 50 more percent gets them down to $2.34 $2.34 million, which even for Jeff Petrie declining, I think is a very reasonable number for a number of teams to try and take a swing or like take a, a chance on him. So I really like, I, you know, I think this is no issue for Montreal. They basically bought a second round pick and an okay backup goalie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, you take that. <laughs> it's easy to evaluate teams in trades by draft picks because uh, draft picks are better than money sitting there on the books. Yep, and funny enough, like, they get
0: rid of Mike Hoffman's 4.5 as well. So, like, they basically – they almost come out ahead on this, which it it just –
1: Yeah, I think they do.
0: Yeah, like, just absolutely crazy. And then, to me, the obvious loser in this trade is the San Jose Sharks, who – Just traded with, and loser is a, to me, this is a deal where I can see why all three teams did it, but San Jose definitely got the worst of the three teams where all they got for the reigning Norris winner was three bad contracts and a top 10 first-round pick from a team that is openly stated, we're doing everything in our power this year to go for a Stanley Cup.
1: Yeah, now on the bright side, the real value for San Jose is they don't, four years from now, there's nothing on it. Whereas instead of an eleven million dollar defenseman who's probably useless at that point,
0: yes, yeah, for sure, that's the ten million dollars for four months. So, and they retain thirteen percent, I should say. So they'll have one point five of Carlson on the books for four years. But yeah, there's still ten million in space three years from now when they actually want to be good, which is again is very valuable and exactly why I see that why they did this deal. Um, yeah, but I don't,
1: I don't hate it as much for San Jose as everybody else to because of that. Like they get. Space when they're going to need it instead of when they don't need it.
0: For sure, sure, which I think is why it's the difference from being a bad deal from them and just the worst of the three.
1: Exactly. It's just a deal. Like, I don't think careers should be like complimented for this. They didn't rob the Penguins or anybody like that. They just moved money from when they don't need it to when they might. And that's fine. Yep. It's, It's good.
0: Exactly. I I do think the one maybe criticism you can give of Greer is that it was very obvious they probably should have tried to capitalize on Carlson's value during this past season, like during the season. And people kept saying, oh, well, the cap's too hard to make it work. It's like, you could have done this exact trade midway through last year. Montreal didn't need the cap space then
1: either. Yeah, and you might have had more of a market. Because the other thing that if you're going to criticize San Jose, I think you're right. That's the reason. And then just... Like at this point in the off season, who else is buying Carlson?
0: Yeah, it's and especially because he had a full no trade clause, so he could dictate essentially where he wanted to go.
1: Yeah, like nobody has the space for him except for Anaheim and Chicago. As is,
0: he's uh, not going there.
1: Buffalo has space, I guess. He but,
0: probably wasn't going there.
1: And even if he was, I don't. I don't know if Buffalo's either beating this off or, or even going to be really all that in on him, given where they are as a franchise. Yeah. Uh, the next best team, Edmonton, has $3 million in space. <laughs> so then, Maybe yeah. Edmonton, actually, I guess, but like, yeah. But that's not even,
0: yeah. Like, they're probably asking you to take a, either like Jack Campbell back.
1: That you want the go Campbell contracts going the other way, and then you're not freeing up the full amount of money.
0: Exactly, because he's got four years left as well.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So, yeah, like, yeah, that that would be my biggest criticism, I think, from a San Jose spot. They still get a first round pick, but the biggest winner, in my opinion, like, hands down, no argument, is the Pittsburgh Penguins in this. They get the reigning Norris winner, Eric Carlson. Yes. As we talked about last week on our top 20 defenseman list, not what he used to be in his prime, but still an absolutely amazing defense or offensive defenseman, sorry, for $10 million while they need to go for right now. What I sneaky, obviously that is the massive thing. This is what really makes their team better. But the sneaky part of this deal is they give up a first and second round pick, but they do get a third one back round three back when they probably want to actually have those assets, because I'd imagine by 2026, they will be rebuilding. So they've already quietly started to stockpile a few picks there. And they also get Rem Pitlick, who is a, a an effective bottom six forward, you know, thrown into the deal as well, to help replace the bodies lost by Grandland, and is frankly an upgrade on Grandland as well. So uh, like, this is a home run swing from Kyle Dubas. And given the circumstances, you know, what he could have done, I think he knocked it out of the park.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're trying to take shots while they still have Sid. They weren't going to get a better player than Eric Carlson for those assets. You're not even going to get in the same stratosphere. So it's awesome. space. Yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely. And like, like, I think, you know, people, people keep saying, you know, they're going to be on the outside looking in still at the playoffs or around that bubble. And, you know, anything's possible, but I don't know if people are giving this team enough credit. Like, I, I think can, they probably should have made the playoffs last year. And they, yeah, they, have were, they were a 54% XG team that had the second worst shooting percentage in the league last year.
1: Yeah. Like, I think they're well above a coin flip to make the playoffs, or maybe not yeah. well above. But
0: I like, and it's to the point. So obviously, I think Carolina's still a better team in their division. And New Jersey, I think, is probably a better team still.
1: Yep. I, I could see this team beating the Rangers. I think they're a better team than the Rangers just how nuclear does Shuster can go. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, and for people They're going, what skaters, are you for sure? yeah. I would say for people going, what are you talking about? It's like, well, they just barely made the missed the playoffs last year. They acquired Ryan Graves, who Definitely has his warts, but it's a solid number four defenseman and a massive upgrade if you want to even look at that on – maybe not massive, but definitely an upgrade on Yan Ruta. They bring in Eric Carlson to bump everyone sink down and, and replace Brian Dumoulin, who was an absolute mess last year. Up front, they bring in Riley Smith, if, if you want to look at that as the replacement for um, um, Mikael Granlin. They bring in – yeah, exactly. They bring in Rem Nola Chari, Lars Eller for their bottom six. Like, they actually have depth scoring, which they have absolutely missed for the past three, four years now that they've been struggling.
1: Yep. <laughs> Every year the Penguins are a cup threat. It's because they have depth scoring. Now, Sid's old enough that I'm still kind of doubt they'll ever be like a cup threat again, but I mean, they should be a playoff team.
0: Yeah, um, you know, the the one thing going against them is that Jake Gensel is going to start the year on LTIR, likely. He'll be out for about 12 weeks, I want to say. But um, yeah, if they can weather the storm and get this team fully healthy, when healthy, like, to, to me, their ceiling is kind of third best in their own division, probably fifth or sixth best in the conference. And, you know, that's not the best, obviously, but that's, we've seen teams go on a run like that.
1: They also have somebody who, I haven't done the explicit rankings, but if you told me Mike Sullivan was the best coach in the world, I would believe you.
0: Yeah, he's top five, six in there for sure, right? Like He's definitely one of the few that make a very obvious positive difference.
1: Yeah, and they, they weathered the storm of, who's all missing to start last year? Were they missing Sid and Malkin last year for a while?
0: Yeah, Malkin might have been in in for part of it, but yeah. They've
1: weathered the storm of more important injuries than Jake Gensel in the past with this team. They'll be
0: fine. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I don't know. I I absolutely love this deal um, for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, Again, you can absolutely argue that maybe getting Eric Carlson at $10 million four years from now is going to be very bad for the team, but um, you have to take – you weren't trading – Crosby and you made the decision or well Dubas didn't make the decision but this Pittsburgh team made the decision to re-sign Malkin and Chris Latang last offseason so you're locked into those guys you have no other choice but then to go to it go for it and I'd much rather them take a swing like this than go no we're going to try and be the ninth best team in the conference again
1: yeah exactly and like thinking about it it's like again about waiting at the deadline, if you're giving up that first-round pick, probably getting Matt Dumbo. Like, you're not getting that Eric Carlson-level impact anywhere else.
0: No, exactly. Yeah, that's that's a, a very good point. So, um, And then the other funny thing, I saw someone talk about that. I can't remember where. Maybe it was Overdrive. But they were like, what this deal probably does for Dubas, too, is he probably just bought himself four more years. Because in two years from now, he's going to go, well, what do you want me to do? You said I had to go for it for three years. Now we really need to tear this down, but let me do that. And you can see what I can do. Yeah. So, you know, That's obviously, not yeah, no, nothing's obviously set in stone with anything like that, but I could definitely see him trying to talk to ownership like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Uh, very interesting trade, absolutely massive three-team trade, and and you know a rare trade I think in the NHL too, where I can definitely understand where all three sides are coming from, um, you know, obviously to varying degrees as always. But um, I think uh, we've hit on that pretty well. Uh, let's move into our top twenty goalie list, Chase. Uh, this is the last top twenty list we will be doing. Uh, if anyone's missed, we have done centers, wingers, and defensemen so far. Um, goalies are always the hardest. Uh, I said to you offline that this is the most confident I've definitely felt about a uh, a player list or a goalie list, I should say, sorry, um, in a long time, and I definitely stand by that, but uh, still very, very unpredictable. Um, before we jump into the list, though, let's get the uh, ad read out of the way, because we'd like to thank our sponsors and give a shout out to Athletic Greens. Their signature AG1 is the highest quality ingredient, strictest manufacturing standards, Uh, It's made of 75 of the highest quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source nutrients in the world and manufactured to the strictest quality standards. It's NSF certified for sport, a robust testing or a certification process that involves ingredient and finished batch testing of AG1. Follow the link in our show description and get started today. All right, Chase, let me read off what we had as a top 20 list uh, last year. I will start with mine. I had Vasilevsky, Hellebach, Shosturkin, Saro, Sorokin, Demko, Markstrom, Kemper, Flurry, Frederick Anderson at number 10, then Varlamov, Swayman, Jari, Campbell, Ottinger, Huso, Bobrovsky, Quick, Smith, and Nedeljkovic at 20. You had Shosturkin, Vasilevsky, Hellebuck, Saro, Sorokin, Demko, Markstrom, Anderson, Kemper, Ottinger 10, Jari, Ranta, Huso, Varlamov, Flurry, Nedeljkovic, Talbot, Binnington, Elvis, and John Gibson at 20. Let's start this year. got a couple honorable mentions here. Uh, my first one is, and now I'm trying to, okay. So I have one that, um, I didn't, I didn't know what to do with this guy simply because we've seen about six insane weeks of play and that's Aiden Hill. So I put him as an honorable mention. Cause I just, I genuinely don't know what the hell he's going to be. We've seen the peak is good enough to win a freaking Stanley cup, but he literally did not play in the regular season as a starter before this. So I felt a little uneasy saying he would automatically be a top 20 goalie going forward.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely fair. I also had his R-Match. Yeah, I I don't really know what to do with this. Given the guy I put 20, I, mean, I could probably move him in. The depth on this list is tough.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, one of the common things I think in past years was definitely that, like, you get to, like, even 15, and you're like, I don't know if this guy's a legitimate starter. I feel a bit better about that this year. Like, I feel like most of the names I do have on my list – are at least tandem starters in terms of they're a 1A. Um, but the definite number guys who you can say are number ones, I would say there's like 10 on this list, maybe. And then from 11 to 15 to 16 are like, yeah, guys who are probably number ones, but like are more of a tandem than anything else, you know?
1: Yeah. And then it gets to the point where some of them where it's like, oh, they've showed promise, but we've seen it for like 60 games and they're like 25. Just was really easy to poke holes in so many of these guys
0: yep for sure uh my other two honorable mentions were anton forsberg who has put up really good numbers but just you know blew up both knees last year which was super unfortunate so i don't know how the hell he's going to come back from that uh and also just again one of those tandem guys where you know he played really well for a bad ottawa team for a couple th- uh, you know for two seasons now um but also i don't know if he's you know like, I don't know if the Colorado Avalanche feel great about him being the number one guy, and even Ottawa didn't, which is why they went in and paid Corpus Allo a bunch of money. You know, I don't know the smartest idea. Uh, and then Antti Rantos, another guy, just missing my uh, my sheet. Again, not healthy often, but when he does play, he's pretty solid. Um, but moves down the lineup a little bit. If he could stay healthy and be a 45-50 game guy, he'd probably be in the 15-20 to 20 range. I have him just below, though.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. His... Like, aggregate numbers are good when he does play. I didn't even know if he was playing anymore because of how hurt he's been. So, um, I just kind of left him off. I was like, well, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I think that is uh, um, fair enough. Like, I, again, I he's been a guy who just literally cannot stay healthy. Um, do you know who he signed with this year?
1: I have no clue.
0: He re-signed with the Carolina Hurricanes. They oh, are going with right. three goalies right. again.
1: Yeah, I forgot about that.
0: Oh, I'll cry! and just looking at I'm just realizing I didn't even think about Kachekov on my list.
1: Uh, yeah, oh. I don't even know what I'd... I don't think I'd have him on the list, but... Okay, I, I think he
0: would probably be in this, like, just fringe 20 range as well.
1: Yeah, I he's think. in the mushy middle of... These guys are all tandem guys that... I don't think you're upset about, but you're not thrilled either. Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay. uh, Did you have any other honorable mentions?
1: No, I didn't put a ton into the honorable mentions. Honestly, I struggled to even fill the list with 20 guys. (laughs) With the defenders, I was like, man, I'd love to have like seven more people with the goalies. I was like, God, I'd love to have like seven fewer people, so.
0: Yeah, that's definitely fair. Like, my number 20 is a guy that I had originally just in the honorable mentions, but ended up being 20 just naturally, and that's Ilya Samsonov.
1: Yeah, I am slightly higher, but same kind of tier. Item 16.
0: Yeah, I mean, from about 16 to even like my guy at 13 I think he's shown definitely a more and we'll get to him in a little bit but show more of a peak than Samsonov. so I had him higher but like from 13 on it's a bunch of guys where it's like I'm pretty sure they're good goalies but like they've just been pretty good on good teams so I don't know how good they truly are and yeah. that's kind of where Samsonov slides into a T, where he was very solid last year good for the Leafs um obviously got hurt in the playoffs, wasn't bad before in the playoffs, you know, looked better than Vasilevsky, which is uh, a credit to him, but also maybe more on how Vasilevsky played for a round as well, but not like he would steal too many games either.
1: Yeah, that's that's exactly the kind of goalie I think he is. He's not going to cost you, but he's not going to win you a cup by himself either.
0: No, absolutely not. Uh, who did you have at 20? At 20,
1: I had a guy who i really didn't know how to rank but something i tried to prioritize a lot this year relative to some of the past years just looking at where we've been burned is sample size Mm -hmm. and there was really only one guy once i had got everyone i wanted on the list who has above average numbers the past couple years over that large of a sample and it was mark andre Fleury.
0: interesting (laughs) i think That's an okay one. I left him off my list because of how bad his last year was and how old he is.
1: Yeah. Um, And that's, there's a chance he's out of the league like halfway through this season.
0: Yeah. And like, one of the reasons I look at that is Jonathan Quick is who I had at 18 on my list last year in a very similar fashion. He is, I don't even know if he signed anywhere this summer. Yeah. So, um, but you know, like, we've, we've, we did sign somewhere, didn't we? Um, I'm looking it up right now. I literally can't remember.
1: He signed with the Rangers.
0: He is the backup of the Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. Rangers backup. Um, but we've also called Flurry's career dead three different times. So it it would not even shock me a little bit if he does bounce back yet again.
1: Yeah, exactly. There's potential there, but yeah, this is the tier where I didn't really know what to do with a bunch of these guys.
0: Yep, that's fair. Um, this is a guy, my 19, I uh also didn't know what to do with him because I mean, if you just look at regular season numbers, it's been a disaster for a number of years. But then he just dragged a team kicking and screaming with Matthew Kachuk to the Stanley Cup Finals. And that's
1: Sergei Poprovsky. Yeah, item 17.
0: Yep, same exact same idea. I, I, exactly. And you know. His numbers in the regular season probably haven't been as big of a disaster as people seem to be. Like, you want to talk about sample size? If you um, look at evolving hockey's uh, goal saved above expected, he's 13th for goals saved above expected over the past two years because he's just played enough games and been very okay. Um, you know, like, he's 22nd in goal saved above average for natural statric, trick. Uh, and this year he was... Uh, where was he in money pucks goal saved above expected i want to say he was around 20 19th so like just been an okay goalie flurries right there at 18 you know to to help your argument as well but names around him casey the smith phoenix Copley, Vidic Vanic, check this year you know like just goalies that aren't great by any means but with Bobrovsky, the reason I put him ahead of those guys is we saw literally this off or this uh playoffs, the 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 high that you can still get for a couple weeks with him.
1: Yep, yep, the upside. The upside apparently still exists.
0: Yep. So uh all right, who did you have at nineteen?
1: At nineteen, I had someone who I really wasn't sure what to do with because he's been good in a small sample. I had Logan Thompson.
0: Okay, nice. I had him
1: seventeen. So, okay, so we kind of flipped those guys.
0: Yep, exactly. And I, I had him as high as like 15 at one time, and I bumped him down a few spots. And I was, I was debating if I even bumped him down one more. Um, in fact, I did. I have him at 18 now. That I'm, I've redone my. There might be a couple times where I look on my list as I instead of rewriting everyone, I just switched the numbers around, and that has made it very hard for me to read right now. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's exactly same thought process of. I had him pretty high because he, when he plays, he's been really, really good. He hasn't played a lot, and he didn't even get the net away from Aiden Hill at the end of this playoff run, you know, rightfully so from Hill's perspective, but still.
1: Yeah, and that, that scared me a little bit in my ranking of him, too, and the fact that they extended Hill. Like, clearly they're not dying to go forward with him, which is a signal in and of itself, but also, you know, Seen him be good. I think there's legitimate upside to him, which there isn't to that many goalies in the league. So I wanted to have him in here somewhere.
0: Yep. I completely agree. And another thing I kind of docked him a little bit, maybe, is we saw him be good in a Bruce Cassidy system where Bruce Cassidy had wins with like six different goalies this year. So
1: yeah, they kind of got the win with everyone. Yeah, like exactly.
0: Yeah, so I, I docked him a little bit for that uh, uh, compared to maybe some of the dates around him, for sure. But,
1: all right, who do you have at 18? At number 18, I had a similar vein to Bob, except for we've seen Bob actually flash being elite recently. I had John Gibson. Come on. John Gibson's uh. goals saved above expected past three seasons is negative 10. Three goals below... At, how many of these, like mediocre 1B young guys do you think would be better than within three goals of league average while starting on the Anaheim Ducks over the past three seasons on average?
0: Yeah, I don't know. This is... we're not that bad. We're we're continuing the trend of you are still much... You have been much higher on Gibson than me for about four years now, and
1: that will continue. I didn't even consider him for this. I don't even think he's good. I just think he... Like, negative 10 goals saved above expected on the Ducks over three years as a legit starter is not something I think the vast majority of these guys who've been good in 42 games or whatever would accomplish.
0: Yeah, I guess I don't know with Gibson. It definitely does help that. We've seen upside at one point. It's just, it's been so many years now where it's like, I don't know what to think. I I do wonder if they, literally and like they're not even good it's the point that pisses me off like i kind of wonder if we got to see gibson for like 48 games instead of 65 every time he freaking starts if that yeah. would even like help him a little bit too because for years it was like he looked so good for the first 30 games of the year but he started 26 of them so of course he got hurt by the end of the
1: year you know yeah exactly would night like it would be nice to see him used in that way like Golden Knights iced multiple goal like in terms of like save percentage. The Golden Knights iced four dudes with a good save percentage this year. Like, are do we really think that John Gibson couldn't have also done decent on a team that Lauren brossois did well on?
0: Yeah, like even like, Jonathan Quick, I think, got up to over nine hundred, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, like yeah, I, I don't buy the people who say, like, John Gibson's this secretly elite goalie hidden in Anaheim, but he hasn't been nearly as bad as I thought he had been, and he has been a starting goalie, which you can really only say for, like, 10 guys in the entire league, Yeah, 12 guys in the entire league, to be, like, a legitimate, not a 1A, 1B, but, like, you're actually a starting goalie.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. It's just been—I don't know. I—it's been like four years now since we've seen anything even remotely close, and it, it is sad because, like, I'm just looking on his hockey DB now, and you don't even need to go to advanced analytics to know that, like, peak John Gibson was just different.
1: Oh like, yeah, he was amazing.
0: Yeah, nine fifty-four in his three games in his first year. Then he goes 914 and 23 the next, 920 and 40, the one after that, 924 and 52, the one after that, including 16 playoff games, 926 and 60, the one after that, a 917 and 58 after that. And then that's when the injuries and probably just general fatigue started to catch up. 904 and 51, 903 and 35 shortened season as well. So 35 games out of 56 is so still a pretty damn good pace, 904 and 56 and then 899 and 53 last year. Um, Like, I think if I'm not mistaken, I haven't actually checked this, but he also is like, despite playing or despite being injured for like a month, every season has faced the most shots of any goalie over the past, like five years by a lot, a lot a very wide margin.
1: Yeah. And this is part of a broader conversation about the way we evaluate goal we evaluate goalies with goals saved above average meaning if you're in the 40th percentile you get punished even though there is value there whereas we evaluate skaters with wins above replacement so if you would look at john gibson from a war perspective he would look significantly better than a goal saved above average or expected perspective too because he's just been like a compiler right which again the people who say he's like secretly elite, I don't lie, but I do think there's legitimate value in being a compiler at a position where even a lot of the good guys can't compile. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, that makes enough sense to me. Um All right, so buy. that is 18 for you. So you have uh 16 through 20 on your list. Uh My 17, I had a guy who... Kind of hard to evaluate as well. He's had a couple really good seasons, one absolutely horrible season, and then two just meh season since, um, but also on a bad team, and that's Carter Hart.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would have had Carter in in the honorable mention, same kind of tier.
0: Yep, exactly. Like I, you know, I think maybe I lean a little more towards like someone like Hart than Gibson just because he's like eight Uh years younger, nine years younger at this point, and you know I've been pretty encouraged what I've saw seen out of him in Philly for the past two years now really like a 905, 907 uh isn't eye-popping numbers by any means, but uh he's been 17th in both goals saved above expected and goals saved above average over the last two years uh for goalies with uh I think it was about 40 goalies in the in the time cutoff that I used. Um so you know he's been just just okay. Um his rookie season we saw a kind of not a John Gibson esque Peak by any means but for his first two years he threw up 917 914 that 914 really helped uh Philly make the playoffs that year as well um and then obviously that horrible 877 in the shortened season which I think there was some talk of him maybe dealing with you know the pandemic not the greatest just mentally and stuff um I think he's just an okay goalie I do think maybe there's a little more upside still there I don't know if we're going to see it on Philadelphia though
1: yeah, that's the problem because it's probably going to get worse before it gets better on Philly, but that's not his fault. Yep,
0: yeah, exactly. So, um, and then at uh 16, I had another guy where I don't really know what to make of him because he hasn't played a ton of games. You know, I'm, I'm kind of going off a of one year here and, and shooting for some upside, and that's Stuart Skinner.
1: Okay, item 14, <laughs> same idea. It's just like I don't know. I guess we've seen him good. So that's better than seeing him bad.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree. And and honestly, like I have three guys. My next two guys are very much similar to that. My next three guys, honestly, are next similar to that. Like I from 13 to I mean, down again, you could kind of order them however you want. From 13 to like 18, I basically threw six guys in a row where I was just like, I don't really know what to make of these guys. So I'm going to put them all in the same bracket. Um, So I'll just give you all three right now to, you know, just to to go through them 13. I had Gustafson because we had seen the highest peak from him from an analytical standpoint this year, Uh, 14. I had Gorgiev uh, and 15. I had Swayman. I wanted Swayman higher. We just haven't seen him play a lot of games. And again, he plays in a very friendly Boston system as well, which we just saw Omar absolutely destroy too. Um, I kind of, I could see swimming going either way here where if they do trade him this off season and he gets a starters role, I wouldn't be shocked if he cements himself as like the 10th best goalie in the league or anything like that. But I just haven't seen the sample size to see it. So I ranked him a little lower. Gorgiev had the best numbers, but it was only this year. He was absolutely crap before this year. So again, I don't know how to make much of that, but he did an effective job, which he needed to this year. And then Gustafson was legitimately amazing this year. Um, but, again, it's only been one year. I can't put him higher.
1: Yeah, I left Gorgiev off. I probably shouldn't have. Part of that is just, like, the priors. I feel like he got so ripe that in my head, I sometimes think of him as worse than he actually is because of how many stupid proposals there were that he was going to get traded for, like, Nylander and shit like that. But uh, I had in 13, right beside Skinner, same logic, and then Swayman 11. So basically the same idea.
0: Yep, okay. Yeah, and... Yeah, honestly, I I had have really high. And then I went, oh no, that's not right. He should be like 20. And then I went, okay, there's like he did a good job this year. So I'm gonna have him higher than guys like Samsonov or Carter Hart or whatever, because he posted legitimately good numbers. Like it wasn't just like his underlying numbers, he's eighth in goal saved above average and thirteenth in goal saved above expected over the past two years. And that's including the two years ago where he was awful. Uh, he was ninth in money pucks goal saved above expected this year as well. So I had him a little higher, but yeah, with uh, Gustafson, that's our first uh, matching guy on the list. He has been, he was absolutely amazing this year. He's a really interesting one. I, I cannot wait to see if he can, he's obviously not going to repeat what he did last year. I'm really going to be interested to see though. If he can be like a 50 start guy who actually puts up like a nine fourteen or so.
1: Yeah. I'm with you on that. He's going to be a fun one to watch. And that, that kind of feeds into the flurry thing, right? Like, they kind of do have a fallback option, but it would nice be nice to see him take it around with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then, yeah, Jeremy Swayman, let me see if I can find the first rank that I had him here. I had him 12th when I first started this list. So one off of you, and then I, I ended up bumping him down just because he literally has not played as many games as I thought he did. So I decided to bump him down. But again, to me... Maybe other than Gustavson, he is the highest
1: upside of this kind of tier of guy. Yeah, I would put him behind Gustafson. in a while, but it's been nice to see him good. He'll be another interesting one. See him without Bergeron. See the entire Boston team without Bergeron, obviously. I do think Boston makes it fairly easy on their goalies. So there's some downside risk with Swain in there, but also, I mean, as best we can adjust for all this stuff, he's has quite good, so... It's hard to knock him for that. I'll also say, I'm replace Gorgiev Gibson with Gorgiev. I didn't realize how many games Gorgiev's played. He's got a pretty good sample size too.
0: Yeah, he played a bunch for Colorado, and even his final year, uh, uh, with the Rangers, he played more than I would have guessed. To be
1: honest, yeah, I'm like I agree with that. The Rangers don't actually use, uh, Shisterkin, like like he's a buck kind of thing.
0: Yeah, which is probably smart to be completely honest, but
1: yeah, it's absolutely smart, I think.
0: Um, okay, so we are missing your number 15 then. We have parts of your the rest of your list, but uh, who do you have at 15?
1: 15. I had a guy who I also didn't know what to do with, but have seen him be an elite, um, as recently as the season before last, even though last year was a disaster. I had Jacob Markstrom.
0: Yeah, I knew this is it was going to be. I am a little high. I've switched. Uh, me and you switch Markstrom and Swayman. I have Markstrom at okay. eleven. I'm definitely betting on the upside a little bit, just because of the same logic. But yeah, I had a very
1: time, very tough time ranking him as well. Yeah, and he's so tough. I should probably give him a bump for this, all of the same like logic of Gibson, right? Like even though numbers weren't good last year, like Markstrom is a starting goalie. Um, Stuart Skinner still might not be a starting goalie, even though the numbers over the past three years look better from like a goal save well, average perspective. Same with Swayman. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And like with Markstrom too, you can't rely on this, obviously. But we've seen him every other year basically go from like elite yeah. to ooh, that's not good, to elite to ooh, that's not good, and it usually coincides with him having to play like. 60 games in a season, um, which I don't know why teams still try to do that with him. But, um, you know, and he he still played 59 last year. Like, he played a lot of games last year as well. So I'm not saying he's necessarily going to rebound this year, but, like, his save percentage over the past four years has gone 918, 904, 922, 892. Like, if he bumps back to, like, a 905 or something, I just wouldn't be that surprised.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And hell, if he bumped back to a 918, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: No, not at all. Like I I think he definitely has quite like the highest upside of this part of the list for sure. Yes, I agree. Um and you know just for people wondering, Markstrom was 7th for most of us last year. 2 years ago I had him 8th, you had him off the list. I think you might have forgot about him just uh judging by that. But That sounds all um, right. Yeah. Um So, yeah, he's dropped a little bit for sure, but definitely not off this list, I think, is fair. And just seeing how he's been, you know, up and down, yeah, definitely a tough one to rank. But because of the longevity, I'm going to wait one more year before I really drop him super hard. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, so we both have 13 down and we both have 11. That means our 12 spot is open. Who do you have at number 12? At number 12, I have Tristan Jari. Hey, me too. Oh,
1: yeah. Look at us. Uh, yeah, you, you go first there. Uh, similar logic again to, to Markstrom. Not a great last season, but like Jari's been between a very good and at least serviceable starting goalie for quite some time. Um, that kind of volume is going to get you a lot of credit with me. And, uh, yeah, and he's still youngish. I think there's a legitimate upside with him. And I think he's been more consistent than a lot of guys. So, I, I like 12 to spot for him. Like, again, I probably even probably should have had him above somebody like Swayman, even though the numbers haven't been as good on a per-shot basis. But, like, Tristan Jari is a starting goalie. A legitimate starting goalie. And, again, not true for that many people. So, good for him.
0: Yeah, I don't think uh, Jari gets enough credit league-wide, to be honest. People... Think of him as this kind of choker who just can't handle pressure or anything like that. And, you know, I, I guess the one concern you might have is he has had an injury history, you know, like he's played 33, 39, 58, and 47 games in the past four years. Uh granted, the 39 game was in a 56 game season, so that was actually healthy. But yeah, he's like Markstrom in terms of with less highs but less lows, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like yeah, he's still his- passable. Yeah, exactly. Like, we've never really seen him be a Vesna-caliber goalie where Markstrom absolutely has, but Jari's down season over the two of the three past years has been a 9.09 save percentage. Like, that's not bad. It's not good, but it's not
1: bad. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. It's not going to tank you out of the playoffs or whatever.
0: No, and like again, like last year he had a nine oh nine, which I think is a little less than what Pittsburgh was wanting. And they missed by a point or two or whatever, right? So if he bumps that up to a nine eleven this year, like they're probably in the playoffs. And again, with and that's even before factoring in the the upgrades they made. So yeah, like Jari's twelfth among goal save above average, sixteenth goal saved above expected over the past two years. And and yeah, I bumped him up definitely a bit as well, just for the the large sample size compared to some other guys. Of we've seen him now for four or five years be just a very solid
1: goalie. Exactly. There's signal and volume, especially for goalies, because we know so little about the public that there's actually reasons to appeal to authority even more so than there otherwise would be.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: All right. Kicking off the top
0: 10, who do you have?
1: I had a guy who, after last year, you can get really aggressive with, I think. But um, Boston's made a lot of good goalies, so I wanted to be a little tame. And Linus.
0: Yep. That's definitely fair. Uh, I went a little more aggressive than you. I have him up at seven. Um, I, to me, he is the first goalie of this range in seven to, I would say 12, maybe I'll, I'll include Jari in there as well. I don't know if Jari quite as that, but like seven, eight, nine, ten 10 are all guys where I feel good about for a couple reasons, but also not great about for a couple, like they're very clearly not top five, definitely not six. I think there's a very clear six in my opinion but then there's like a mixed jumble of four to five, six guys here.
1: Yeah, I agree with the top six. I assume we're going to have the exact same six. I did have one guy, seven, who I kind of had a tier of his own. But yes, Olmark, I could buy an argument to be better than the guys I'm going to name uh, ahead of him because like on paper, the numbers are better. I just him down because of Boston.
0: And, and I think that's fair. The, the sole reason I put him maybe at seven versus say a 10 is Is just, we've seen him, I no doubt that Boston definitely played a role in this. Like we just talked about Swayman's numbers, but like Allmark still went like three times above anything we've seen from Swayman. I really like Swayman as a goalie. So the fact that he was like that good, I think still deserves a lot of credit.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Now, I think seven is kind of where he peaks on this list. Like even like he would have to repeat what he did last year for me to even believe that that was, that I should even think about bumping him up, which Maybe is why I should bump him down a few spots, but again, we've we've seen that peak. I don't think we've seen that anything close to that peak from anyone
1: around him at this point. No, no, I agree with that. If he so, repeated it without Bertrand, I would always give him a shitload of credit.
0: Yeah, that, that that's totally fair. Um yeah, like he's ninth in goal save above average and goal saved above expected over the past two years, and that's largely Or sorry, sixth and fourth, I should say. And that's largely based on this year. Uh, Money puck school saved above expected have had him at uh, second this year. Um, Like he's just been a very, very good goalie, but it's been one year of absolutely elite play. And then one year of eh, just okay. Yeah. So yeah, definitely a hard one to to mark. Uh, I don't think either of us had him on our list last year. Uh, no, we didn't. This is the first time he has made our list. Um, I can't say that's shocking, I guess. Like, I, I wasn't really buying it last year, so again, maybe that's more to the Boston effect, but still.
1: Yeah, I th- I'm i not shocked by that either, but huge year. Hard not to give him credit, but also hard not to be fairly skeptical. Yep, absolutely.
0: Uh, all right, my number 10 is a guy I did not actually expect to have this high when I was making my list, but... He's just been, talk about compilers. It's a guy who has had injury problems, but when he's healthy, he's played very, very well. And that's Frederick Anderson.
1: I had nine. same yep. idea.
0: Perfect, yeah. Like it's, again, if you would have told me to list off the top 10 goalies in the league, I don't think off the top of my head, I would have Frederick Anderson there. But the fact that he's done it for like seven years now with maybe one year of bad play in there has been just very impressive.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then there's also where, you know, you can knock, him for a similar reason as guys like Allmark where he's played on a team that definitely makes goalie's lives easier. Everybody does well in Carolina, but we've seen him in a different environment and I know he was younger and stuff, but like I've seen him excel in an environment that definitely doesn't make your life (laughs) easier. Uh, So I'm willing to forgive him more so than some of the others.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, yeah, it's one of those things where, um, and, and again, like at nine and 10, it's not like we're saying he's a top five goalie in the league or anything like that. Like, we're saying, yeah, he's not top five, but like if you put him behind a good team, he's going to be giving you enough to give you a hundred plus points in the regular season and a very good shot at the Stanley Cup. And they made the conference final this year. So
1: Yeah. I think about it in tiers, and there's a clear six genuinely elite goalies, and then from seven to twelve are all guys who I definitely buy as starters, but I'm just like, yeah, you can pretty much order whatever you want.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think that is uh, completely fair. So, uh, yeah. all right. So that's your number nine.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's your number nine. Uh, my number nine is a guy who uh, won the cup two years ago and then had a pretty quiet year, I would say, this year, but still was better than I think people give him credit for, and that's Darcy Kemper.
1: Yeah, I had him eight.
0: Yep, okay, same so line. exactly. Same, same the wavelength here for sure, just – A number off. Um, Yeah, I mean, people didn't really talk about Kemper this year because he was just kind of on a Capitals team that sold at the deadline and isn't that great, but he was fine. Like, he's definitely a starting goalie, and we literally saw a team win a cup with him two years ago. So, now, that was a great team, but they just needed him, and that was the difference between a first-round exit and a Stanley Cup.
1: Exactly. Yeah, just quietly good. I assumed he sucked this year because I didn't hear anything out of it. And yeah, me too. Playoffs. But yeah, he's fine.
0: Yep, exactly. Like he has uh, ranked, actually, I don't even have his numbers uh, here, but I'm pretty sure he was about, over the past two years, yeah, he's eighth in goal saved above expected, and he is 14th in goal saved above average. Um, like he was just fine. He's just been fine for a couple of years now. And again, the difference is two years ago, he was on the best team in the league. Last year, he was on the 21st best roster in the league.
1: Exactly, and with goalies, there's actual value. In Fine, so. Yep, one hundred percent.
0: Uh, number eight. I'm wondering if this is the guy you have number six. Uh, I didn't really know what to do with him because he was so hurt this year. We've seen some upside. We've also seen some downside. It's Thatcher Demko.
1: Okay, I'm seven.
0: Okay, mm, interesting. Really interesting. I like that. Okay, um, yeah, like I, I think. To me, Demko's a guy who's maybe gotten a little overrated over the past couple of years now, but very solid goalie. And again, like even his uh, not great play is still better than some people's just okay, right? Like he had a horrible, that just a despicable year this year, and he still finished with a 9-0-1 Sabres behind one of the worst defensive teams I've ever laid eyes on. So like how much can you fault him? I don't know, um, but yeah,
1: I, I think he's okay. Yeah, he's at worst fine, and he has legitimate upside of being one of the best. Like, he could win the best next year, and I would not be shocked.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, Was it guy? sorry, it was seven that you said was, you thought someone was specifically seven, right? Yeah. Okay, okay, that makes more sense. Okay, yep, perfect. So, yeah, exactly. Like, I I was going to have him in the same range too. Again, Allmark's absolute just insane season is what simply bumped him over, but again, If I had to choose who I thought was going to be better next year, I might still, I might lean Demko. Like, I think it's, to me, I can see Demko being that guy while still having a bit higher of a floor than Allmark. Um, I don't know, you know, like Allmark's ceiling, we just saw the ceiling of Allmark, which was very, very high. But Demko still has a very similar ceiling, in my opinion, for a one-year sample, but the floor is so much higher, too.
1: And he's he's younger, too, so Mm -hmm. there's more willing to bet on like call and whatnot. also best name in the sport thatcher is a unreal name i love his name yeah
0: yeah absolutely elite marks in the name category all right so that yeah we i feel very confident we're gonna have the same six names uh in the top here but it'll be interesting to see how they're ordered because i i had a hard time with some of them for sure um but one guy I didn't have too tough of a time with and i thought he was pretty solidly sixth and that's Jake Ottinger.
1: Yeah. We have the same sex.
0: Perfect. Um, yeah. Like uh, again, another guy where I, th- I could see him climbing this list a little higher. Um, I could also see him just settling in here and being a guy that is, you know, kind of the four to seven range every single year where, you know what you're going to get out of him, It probably won't be too bad. It uh, might not be quite the peak we've seen from some other guys, but I mean, we have seen in a very short sample, you know, two years ago in the playoffs, that absolutely insane peak. And then he followed it up with another very good season this year, 919 and 62 games. And, you know, a, a very rough playoffs, but I didn't really punish him for that. Um, you know, I, I think he's just been a very solid goalie. And at uh, 24 years old, the Dallas Stars got to be very, very happy with that.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's so young. Like, this is... If he settles into this just like consistently here, that's fine. But like he's young enough, he could still go up. He's in a great spot.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like he's ninth in goal save above average and expected over the past two years. He was 12th in money pucks, uh, goal save above expected this year. Like just a bear again, you want to talk about compiling and just being very good. That's what he's done. But yeah, if you told me there's three guys ahead of him that are four to seven or eight years older than him. Um, if you told me that just naturally they get a little worse and he gets a little better, that would just put him, you know, third or fourth on this list in a couple of years.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we've seen so. the, the legit upside in the playoffs and stuff. Like He's got everything you want.
0: Yep, absolutely. So, all right, we are into the top five then. Let me just recap the rest of our list before we get to our top five. Uh, I went Ottinger, Olmark, Demko, Kemper, Anderson, Markstrom, Jari, Gustafson, Gorgiev, Swayman, Skinner, Hart, Thompson, Bobrovsky, Samsonov. You went Ottinger, Demko, Kemper, Anderson, Allmark, Swayman, Jari, Gustafson, Skinner, Markström, Samsonov, Bobrovsky, Gorgiev, Thompson, Falury. All right, top five here. I I went back and forth on a couple of these, but to me, I feel pretty good about how I have my list. I'm gonna kick mine off with top five, and that's Andre Vasilevsky.
1: Okay. I I didn't have it in me to put on five, though I wanted to. I had him four. Okay, that's that's fair. Um I think most people still have um, slammed up one, but
0: yeah, I to me this is the first year. So I had him one last year. Uh I wasn't ready to say he was better than even which I just started third last year, surprisingly, but I just wasn't ready to kind of give up the title after I'd seen couple of the guys be that good for a number of years.
1: Yeah. He he was good
0: this year, but again, like him struggling in the playoffs was a little uh, different from what we've seen. And I'm not absolutely just punishing him just for that, but yeah, I, I just think with his numbers, he has been a little lower than the other guys that are on this list. And there's definitely two or three guys at the top that have just been like undisputedly amazing. Um, so, you know, Vasilevsky over the past two years ranks fifth in goals saved above Expected. Uh he ranks sixth in goal saved above average. Money puck this year had him sixth in their goal saved above expected. So that's why he just he wasn't in the top three of any category and he didn't really have the playoff success this year. So I bumped him down to five.
1: Yeah, and I think I think that makes sense. I think an honest look at the data is going to be marginally lower on him than kind of the mystique around him. But I do think there's some value in that. So I'm just like, eh. I'll give him four.
0: Yeah, and he's still another guy where if you told me he was the best goalie next year, I wouldn't be shocked at all.
1: At all. He then the Lightning win the cup because he puts up a nine forty in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be surprising either. Yeah, one
0: hundred percent. So, uh, who did you
1: have five? At five, I had UC Sorrow. Ooh,
0: interesting. I had him at four. So we
1: switched these two around. Just flip these guys, yeah. Uh, Sorrow's fantastic. Ton of volume. And unless I'm forgetting, well, maybe debatably, one of the worst two teams on this list, especially defensively for the top guys.
0: Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, I had him, honestly, I, I, so I had Hellebuck three, is I'll, I'll just give that away. I really didn't know how to rate Hellebuck and Soros. I gave Hellebuck the slight edge because of longevity, but Soros's numbers are all right there, slash, slightly better than Hellebuck. Um, He is third in goal-save above expected, Hellebuck's fourth. He is third in goal-save above average, Hellebuck's seventh. Money puck for the single season, he is first, Hellebuck's fourth. Um, uh, But yeah, the the, the reason I had these two a little bit below as well is, A, they were obviously just not the peak of the two goalies ahead of them right now. Um, And also, yeah, Sar's team is so bad that, like, Part of me also kind of wonders if, like, his numbers are a tad inflated just because of how bad Nashville is defensively.
1: Inflated or deflated?
0: Inflated. Like, his analytical, like, goals, like his save percentage is obviously deflated. But, like, he yeah. gets so many shots that I almost wonder if his, like, goal saved above average is a little inflated.
1: Yeah. It was like when Freddie Anderson used to lead the league in war when he played for the Leafs. Not because he was the best goalie in the league. He was just like the sixth best goalie on a team that gave up a shitload of shots. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, I will say, Sorrow's ability to play 60 plus games and still hold a 918, 919 on Nashville is freaking impressive. Crazy.
1: Yeah, he, uh, I don't want to say the league, because I think McDavid might legitimately have won this, but he leads goalies in goals of placement the past three years. Huge yeah. volume.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and there is value to that. So um, like I, I was very close to having him three as well. I just, uh, I didn't quite pull the trigger on it.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I love Soros too.
0: Short. Yeah, track. exactly. And like, he's one of the first guys in a while that isn't just this like six foot four monster either. Like he's five eleven.
1: Yeah. He's not like the six, six, four blocker. Like he's, he's moving out there. He's fun to watch.
0: Yeah, 100%. So, uh, yeah, three ahead uh, Hellebuck, sorry. Um, again, like, I think Hellebuck, Soros, Vasileski, if you want to order them really in, in in any order, I think that's fine. Um, and I honestly, got... okay, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Um, and, and again, like, any of these guys could be the best goalie next year, and I wouldn't really be surprised. Um, yeah, Hellebuck's been amazing. He had uh, – it, it's funny. I don't think he really hit a down year this year. It's just two guys – Ahead of him had a better year. It's as simple as that.
1: Exactly. And given the fact that Hellebuck's still been this good and we've seen the flashes, if you were really passionate about Hellebuck's one, I would give it to you. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, I, you know, I think the two guys ahead of him are probably slightly better, but it's not like the most outrageous take in the world or anything like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think Hellabuck's where it starts to be like, yeah, they could, well, even Ottinger, they could all be the best goalie in the world next year, but. To, on one season level, but like if hell, i still like legitimately a basketball player, be like, Yeah, that makes sense, fair enough. Yep, exactly. So, all right, who did you have number two? At two, I went with Sorokin. I went Sorokin number one. Ooh, you, you did, I respect that.
0: I did, I was, I thought for sure heading into this list, I was gonna have Shusterkin number one. I yep. didn't even think I was gonna have Sorokin two. and then i like he's been phenomenal
1: yeah i don't really pay attention to the islanders our our hatred of the or our disdain for the islanders and the way they play is well documented so i don't really watch them and more i've looked into this like jesus christ sorokin is fantastic yeah like i just i
0: couldn't ignore it and it's not like the Islanders. This is not 2018 Islanders where they just don't give you anything to shoot at and play a defensive game. They were not a great defensive team for the past two years, really. And Sorokin leaves the league with 73 goals saved above expected, according to Evolving Hockey, over the past two years, uh, and 50 goals saved above average, according to Natural stat Trick. That is nine more goals above average than Shosturkin, who is two, and the goals above expected is seven more, or eight more than Shosturkin, who's at 65. So... Like, that just giant gap to me was the reason that I just, and again, Sorokin ranks third in money pucks this year. Sesterkin was fifth. Sesterkin's so an amazing goalie. We can get to him in a second as well. But just I, I couldn't believe how high Sorokin was in everything. And again, part of that might be the Islanders really are a shitty team. But, like, he has dragged that team to relevancy. The fact that they were even near the playoff picture last year was a miracle. I I He's, he's the best goalie. To me, right now, and, and so I, I put him number one. I respect
1: that. Yeah. And it, it'll depend on your sample between him and Sterkin because he's been better recently. I yep. believe you're younger too.
0: Yeah. That sounds right. He is sneaky older than you think. Like he's not ancient or anything like that. But like most people, including myself, so a couple of years, like a couple of weeks ago, thought he was like 24, 25. He's 28 yeah. years old.
1: Oh, um, yeah. He's older than, um, I had it up. Yeah, Shosturkin's
0: 27. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think one is more than fair for him. I went with Shosturkin. I give him... I mean, they're within air bars of each other at this point. I do still think the Rangers are probably a worse defensive team, so I just kind of went with that. Basically, that was it. But, like, Sorokin could have won the Hartford Trophy last year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Shosturkin... To his credit, did it two years ago. And again, like last year, everyone was talking about how bad Shusterkin started and how, how tough of a year it was for Sesterkin. Like I started with The guy finished with a 9.16 save percentage.
1: Yeah. That's exactly. the lowest was, save
0: percentage he's had all uh, in his NHL career.
1: Yeah. And he was uh, fifth in goals saved above expected over the entire year at Evolving Hockey. If yep, that's among- what you're going to do on an awful start, that's pretty good.
0: Yep exactly like Money Puck had him fifth as well like it's just it's crazy it's the only way to put it really
1: yeah and that's yeah that's getting close to his floor probably given how poor the start was but yeah these two guys are kind of in a class of their own i think
0: yes i i agree especially yeah when you when you look at the analytics and and when i was making this list especially as soon as i started looking at the data i was like mm, i feel pretty good that these guys are one two I feel pretty good of any order, really, if you want Hella Buxaro's Vasilevskiy, 3, 4, 5. I feel really good about Ottinger, 6. And then, yeah, from like 7 to 11 or 12 or whatever gets into another tier. But these two are absolutely in a class of their own. Um, It's criminal that we haven't got to see any Olympics because, like, who does Russia go with with their starting goalie?
1: That would be the worst choice to have to make.
0: One of Surogen, and Vasilevsky would be a third string goalie.
1: Yeah, and Canada might bring like Carter Hart.
0: Yeah, yeah. Jake is Andre Canadian.
1: Oh yeah, I actually think Ottinger is.
0: I think he's either Canadian or American. I can't actually. Yeah. I think he's. That's no, he's he's American. He's American.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So we're probably bringing someone like Carter Hart.
0: Or yep, like maybe Darcy Kemper.
1: Actually, yeah, but I don't think the Hockey Canada would bring him, but they should.
0: Yeah, he would probably. I think he might be make the roster, but I don't know if he'd be their number one starter. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, like that's just, yeah, like again, it's just an embarrassment of riches right now for uh, Russia and Net. Like, it's it's a shame that we haven't got to see best on best. Yeah, it is.
1: It is tragic. We kind of missed but. the last wave of Canada potentially being a lead, too. That is something that's become apparent to me with all the mock Olympic rosters going around.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I still think Canada's probably better than people give them credit for, but it's definitely... It's not...
1: There's still... Canada-
0: yeah, it, it, but it's, it's no longer Canada's coming into every tournament with above 60% winning percentage of the whole tournament.
1: Yeah, I think their money line would be a positive number to win the tournament. Not at least, a, yeah, I would say that's like it. Yep. one ten or something like that, but it's not like they're the runaway favorites.
0: Yeah, like if you told me just off the top of my head, obviously without looking at the full rosters or whatever, but Canada's 45% to win the tournament, America's 20, 25, and then like Russia, Finland, Sweden all share 10 to 15% each or whatever. I'd be like, yeah, that
1: that seems fair. That checks out, yeah. Whereas before it was like, I don't remember because I was like, not sports betting in 2014 or whatever, but like I imagine Canada with a good model had to be like 60 or 70% going in before.
0: I'm pretty sure Dom did in 2018 and 2022, if I'm not mistaken, did like mock models anyways of like who he, if everyone chose an optimal team, and Canada oh. was still like 60% above.
1: Yeah. That- it's the the recent drafts really kind of sewered us.
0: Yeah, for sure. There's been I'm not going to say like a downgrade of Canadian talent. Some of that for sure, well, but also down- just an upgrade of European
1: talent too, right? Yeah. I mean, bit of both. it's the next like four first overall picks could very well be Canadian, which will mm-hmm. ease that, but there was like a five-year run. It was very very different than the you know, there was a run that had McDavid in it previous five years, so I think downgrade is a fair, a fair term.
0: Yeah, that's fair. And then, yeah, the USDP has been very good for the uh, Americans, where we're seeing, like, the
1: Hughes brothers and whatnot, the Kachuk yeah. brothers, right? Like The Hughes brothers, Matthews, and Kachuk, are all betters than any Canadian off the top of my head from
0: 2016 on. Yeah, and then, Matthews, but, sure. but notwithstanding,
1: I guess, in terms of... Yeah. Yeah, so all Canadians to play in NHL game.
0: Yeah, so, anyways, that's our list. Uh, so I'll, I'll go through Sorokin, Shusterkin, Hellebuck, Saros, Vasilevsky is my top five. Shusterkin, Sorokin, Hellebuck, Vasilevsky, Soros is Chase's top five. Um, yeah, again, like I feel I feel better about this list than last year, where like last year we again, like I was listing. Vili Huso at 16 and you had Varlamov at 14 as a backup and Huso is 13. Like, and we're just kind of going like, I don't feel good about this, but like, I don't know what else to do. So um, I will say this is also a list. And I, I, I feel the same about the defensive list. I'd say too, I think centers and wingers, we have a pretty good grasp on just generally speaking of like how to evaluate them at least. Right. Like a, a lot of our center lists are, more similar than defense and goalies, but I've really enjoyed doing this list. Just seeing the the list from past years and going off of that as well and, and yeah. kind of learning, you know, and I'm sure we'll get burned with some, like I'm sure one of, if not two of Gustafson, Gorgiev, Swayman, Skinner, Hart, Thompson will be nowhere near this list next year.
1: Yeah, we won't. And like to the point where I bet you three years from now, we forget their names and like, yeah, Level,
0: yeah, exactly. Like, so two years ago, from two years ago already, I, I'm just going to read off this list. We both had Hellebuck one, we both had Vasilevsky two, we had Robin Leonard third, both of us. Now, that one's injuries, that's kind of tough. I had yeah. Kemper four, you had Flurry four, I had Sorrows five, you had Kemper five. Uh, I had Grubauer six, you had Sorrow six, I had Rask seven, you had Bennington seven, I had Markstrom oh. eight, you had Rask eight. I had Bishop 9, you had Gibson 9. I had Varlamov 10, you had Morazic 10. Uh, I had Cam Talbot 11, you had Bishop 11. Flurry 12, Grubauer 12. Uh, I had Shesterkin 13th, you had Campbell 13th. Uh, I had Morazic 14th, you had Varlamov 14th. I had Hudobin 15th, you had Shesterkin 15th. I had Bennington 16th, you had Nadelkovic 16th. I had Chris Dreger 17th, you had Thatcher Demko 17th. I had Nadelkovic 18th, you had Sorokin 18th. I had Miss Lurkins 19. You had Cal Peterson 19. And then I had Demco 20. You had Ranta. Honorable mentions were Campbell Stroke and Bernier. You had Bernier Talbot as your honorable mentions. So like I just named a bunch of guys. Four of them are out of the league already. Five of them. A couple of those are for injuries. And another three are probably out of the league within two years, if we're being honest with ourselves. Yeah. That is
1: that is ugly. Yeah.
0: So um and again, like I don't maybe feel as aggressive about this list. I could see someone like Hill or Ranta or whatever in the honorable mention section, maybe dropping way down. But again, like I, I'd be a pretty surprise if, like injuries notwithstanding, Darcy Kemper is just completely out of the league in this
1: next in two years. Yeah, we forget who he is. Yeah. So, um,
0: but yeah, I think that was a pretty fun list. Do you have anything else to add?
1: I don't think so. No,
0: me either. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. As always, you can find Chase on Twitter at CMHockey66, myself on Twitter at stuff. I hope you all enjoy your week, and we will be back at you next week.